Hello and welcome to the Brave Feminine Leadership Series 5 by 5 In this series, we'll meet some incredible experts across a range of fields and we'll explore top tips for senior professionals to thrive and find joy in leadership. So whether you're out for a walk or you're on your daily commute or you found a few minutes to yourself with a nice cup of tea, enjoy these conversations and keep a notebook handy for the top tips shared. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Tanya Abbey. Tanya, thank you for joining me. No problems. Thanks for having me. So Tanya Abbey is the CEO of Recruit Corp and the CEO founder of the candidate and career consulting platform placeme.com.au. She also volunteers as a small business mentor under the Queensland Government's Mentoring for Growth Program. And today, our 5 by 5 podcast is on the top five things to help senior professional women find rewarding roles. Tanya, we're so lucky to have you with us. I would just like to kick off and ask from your perspective, what's the recruitment market like right now? Is the great resignation a thing? The market's crazy. I've been recruiting for about 15 years, so I've seen it, um, I guess, across different things that have changed. The market at the moment, it's complicated because we've got just come off the back of COVID. A lot of companies have maybe closed or restructured. Um, and during that period, we saw a lot of high salaries because people couldn't find people they were paying more. It really blew out the candidate market though and the salaries. So we have people that are in roles that are getting paid very high salaries that probably aren't suitable or, or aligned with the competencies. Um, the great resignation, I don't know, I, I feel like maybe that was more of a US thing which we adopted. Yes, it has happened um, in that people probably felt disillusioned in their roles. They felt under pressure. They felt they were being big brothered because they were working from home, particularly in Melbourne and, and Sydney. Um, but I'm finding now, um, which I don't feel that we'll go into one, a technical one anyway, but the, all the talk about the um, recession um, has made companies a bit more hesitant to hire. So they're, they're hiring slow, firing fast. So we're seeing more candidates in the market um, due to redundancy or looking for work um, because they perhaps haven't started or finished their probation rather. Um, and they're also going through a period of change, like lots of people moving overseas, kind of changing what they want to do in life. So the market is a bit all over the place because you have hiring managers or owners that don't know what to hire for. Um, and then you have candidates that have certain expectations that aren't, that really aren't real at the moment. So, Okay, interesting. What are the skills that are in hot demand right now? What are people looking for? It's always culture fit. It's that ability to come into work and really align yourself with the team and the vision of the company, but it's being collaborative too. Um, I was saying to someone earlier this morning, it's very much around being transparent of where you fail or where your where your weaknesses are, but also seeking guidance around how to grow those um, those into strengths, really. So um, I think, you know, in terms of skills, technical is really easy to um, apply, particularly in IT or accounting or legal roles, um, but it's always culture fit. It hasn't changed. So skills are really um, around being a good team member, and by that I mean really immersing yourself into the culture but also being reliable and accountable that's that's the biggest thing that clients are wanting at the moment okay so a lot of people are increasingly using ai uh, in recruitment mm. processes and i often hear questions from people about how do i get past the recruitment bots what are your thoughts on that 
I um, probably sit on the fence more t against AI. Look, I think there's things that we can automate, like seek ads, replying to that. Thanks so much for your application, um, setting up contracts in the onboarding stage. But for example, um, years ago, we recruited for mining and uh, some of the best technicians were dyslexic. So if I had gone through a bot process, I wouldn't have probably hired them. Um, and I feel like it's, you know, it's slightly discriminatory too. Like if someone doesn't have the actual resources or the tools to do a, a video interview by yourself where you're talking to yourself, also feeling um, a lot of people can't sell themselves. That's why they go through a recruiter but feeling uncomfortable to do that. And can you, and also the time spent as well, like how many takes will you make to do a video thing? There's some big companies, um, banking um, and not-for-profits that do use automated responses. Again, I just, you're still using someone to listen to the responses. So it's kind of doubling up a bit. Um, the whole idea of making it an efficient process should be obviously to make it faster so we spend more time on human stuff, you know, not less time. Absolutely. So what's your perspective on people seeking to change roles post-50? So a lot of our audience, senior professional women, 35 to sort of 55, um, I hear a lot of feedback from people about not sort of getting in the door. Have you got any tips at all? Well, I'll get a good recruiter. <laughs> um, and look, not, I, I interviewed someone the other day and he was, I think, 55 um, and he had five kids. I was like, well done. Um, and he was coming out of um, caring for his children because they actually followed his wife around Australia with his, her career, which I thought was so great. And he was really stuck on that um, that age thing. And for me, like, I don't, I look for experience. Mm -hmm. So it's really, if you're not going through a recruiter, how do you translate your experience um, to show maturity, um, but also not, I guess, hinder your application? So again, any resume, no longer than five pages, um, obviously have your LinkedIn there, have your key achievements, have real references that are solid. But I would probably just Try, again, like removing the bot thing, like try and get on the phone with the hiring manager and talk about the soft skills that you can bring to a role. Um, and what I think it's even great what you would have done years ago versus now in, in a role, you know, and, and just being a bit more personable. Mm, okay. So can I ask you about retention? I mean, it's slightly off of our subject, but, you know, a lot of people are concerned about, um, as leaders, retaining key people in their business. What sort of trends or comments or thoughts do you have on that? Well, retention really comes, um, it starts well before onboarding. So during interview, it's setting the expectation of what the role is, but also knowing what the role is. I find a lot of clients try and merge two roles into one and then just pay, you know, just above the award. So really being clear around what the role is, having a proper onboarding process too. So your first day, first week, first month, this is what's going to happen. Um, but also committing to that. But if you can't commit to it because you're busy, being honest around that too. Um, a lot of issues are coming out with people leaving because of poor management. And the managers, I feel for them and business owners, we're under a lot of stress and pressure but I guess even for me with my guys here, if I've got a really busy day, I let them know. And then I provide a time frame where they can ask me questions or if they need any support. I've got a GM here anyway, but they still kind of seek um, information from me. But from a retention perspective, your onboarding process needs to be really clear because that's where it starts. It doesn't, 
it can't be reactive, you know, in a one-on-one because they've been failing for three months and there's been no training. Um, and again, you know, like I said earlier um, to someone else, be honest. If your training structure isn't great, hey, we're going to shadow, like you can shadow me for a week. This is what it will look like. These are the key things I want you to learn. What do you want to learn in the first three months? These are kind of the KPIs that I'd really like you to hit. However, if you have struggles or you need extra training, reach out to me. So it's it's communicative. We have to be quite open. Um, there's this perception that managers need to sit above and away. You get so much more from your people if you spend that time earlier on as well, setting the expectations too. So some final thoughts for you on top tips for senior professional women who are seeking a change. Again, you know, look, um, be really, have a think about, I guess, I asked this interview question, think about a time in a role where you felt flow, oh, you had a really great day, what were you doing? Um, and use that example to craft the type of role that you want. So it might be client facing, it might be running a project. Um, and that's where we kind of dig down into what is the actual, you know, match that we're finding for this person. Get on LinkedIn as well, make it really professional. Um, you know, make your Instagram private if you don't want people to see it. Talk to your friends or previous colleagues around where they feel your strengths are too. Um, and if you're applying for roles, just reach out to the person on LinkedIn or simply call um, and ask what they're looking for in the role instead of just blindly sending a CV. Um, and obviously, you know, engaging with a recruiter as well to try and help you um, find a role for yourself. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and adding your voice to the conversation, Tanya. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.